Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. Release date Sunday, the 25th of September, 2022. Who is this computer you speak of? It's you. You are the computer. (sighs) You are incorrect. I am not the computer you speak of. I am Zoanon. Unicorn Benji. We're back again. <gasps> I'm Benji Clifford. He's yes. Nick Briggs. This again. is Big Finish Audiobooks, Audio Drama. This podcast as well, all for the love of stories. Again, great audiobook and audio drama productions out this week. Colin Baker as the Doctor of War, plus Thunderbirds and other fantastic Jerry Anderson creations. After this intro, we'll be chatting about the Doctor Who Unbound Collection. Again, we'll be straight into the Good Review Guide this week, talking about the Diary of River Song Series 9, New Recruit. Who recommended her? The Doctor. Then we're off behind the scenes with Doctor Who Unbound, Doctor of War 2, Destiny, Who Am I? by Nigel Fares, an alternative timeline story in which Colin Baker's Doctor is born to fight. <gasps> Great, Zoanon. I'm sorry, my dear. Did I startle you? Following that, it's once again time to open your ear inbox with listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. You know it makes sense. And in our also available segment, we'll be taking a behind-the-scenes look at Thunderbirds versus The Hood and reminding you of all the audio Super Marionation-style action in the TV21 audio annual Anything Can Happen. Stingray! Stingray! Then the Randomoid Selectatron will once again be giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Time now to will tease it? only you at home with a preview. Yes, uh, yes, yes, quite so, Barbara. I wonder what that was. And then it'll be time to give you a free 15-minute drama tease. This week it's Doctor Who Unbound, Doctor of War 2, Destiny, Who Am I? by Nigel Fares. Do you think she would have been content for me to stay silent? Do you think she would have been content for me to wash clothes and cook your meat when there are battles to be fought? Someone has to cook the meat now that Targa is dead. Not me, father. Enough, girl. Oh, is that the will of Zoannan as well? Oh. Lena! So, the Doctor Who Unbound Collection. Very exciting. Our Unbound series of Doctor Who adventures is one of the most popular things we've ever done, actually. And we receive many regular requests to do more. They sometimes involve different actors playing the Doctor or the Doctor behaving in an unusual uh, way, an unbound way, unbound by continuity and canon, hence the title Unbound. But it's uh, always tricky for us at a time when new Doctors are arriving on TV. If we cast a new Unbound Doctor, there's the potential for the press to get mixed messages about who the new Doctor on telly is. So for now, you must content yourself with Colin Baker's Doctor of War out this week, as we've announced uh, earlier. Mentioned it, didn't we? We said it, yeah. It's done. Uh, It's a done deal. Yeah, and he's on his second outing uh, in this series. But there are, of course, the glories of our past Unbound Doctors. Do you remember any particular favourites, Benji? I'm going to have to be true to myself. I mean, they're they're all so good. And of course, I I love the David Warner Doctor. Mm, Um, But I have to say... Sympathy for for the devil, yes. For me personally, um, I just love the the first ones we did with Jeffrey Bailden. I think there were two, weren't there? There was a special... And there was, there was, is it uh, all Well, there's all mortality. mortality. I That's remember it. that one. And then, and then Storm of Angels Storm was of the other Angels. one. Yes. But I, I love that just because Jeffrey Bailden is like one of my, I guess like one of my favourite actors, but also like uh, just grew up with him as, as Catweeds on the Crowman. So really personal for me. And I remember being so excited at the prospects because of course he was he was down to, to as one of the choices for Doctor originally he was yeah I so, think they'd asked him and he said no I no, think. no 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 when, oh Wurzel 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 raises that um, <laughs> but he did say I remember saying things no he said but, but when Cat Weasel arrived I thought no this is for me and and I was right <laughs> and uh, but he was very happy I think for him he, he, he Cat Weasel was what he considered to be personally his thing and 
Um, but I loved this and I loved just hearing that, you know, hence the unbound, but mm. hearing something that could have been but wasn't and and just just seeing how it all came together. And of course, Caroline Ford was part of it as well. So it was, yeah, a weird sort of thing. But I really enjoyed that at the time. I remember just I remember the excitement. I honestly do. Yeah, I think we should have a listen to the trailer of uh, Old Mortality. Mayhap, mayhap. Old Mortality. Never heard of him. And what story are you engaged in at the moment? Old man! And who are you calling old, sir? Ours, these mountains. No one crosses them. Indeed. Not just an excuse to live out your fantasies. Those that do pay with their lives. Oh, you want to fight, do you? Well, you can play at that game. I'm studying an event from the antiquity of the planet Earth. Honored members of the Supreme Council. Cardinals. Time Lords. Uh, you're still wasting time with that primitive backwater? At least Earth has an ongoing history. I'll feed you to the dog bit by bit. Just a minute. Die, old man. Everything stopped here centuries ago. It need not have done. I stand before you and offer myself to the highest and humblest duty. So many paths to choose. I pledge myself to the stewardship of time until death shall overtake me. So many possibilities. So many. What is this? We're outside the Panopticon of the Capitol. Whose investiture is this? The President of the Supreme Council of Time Lords. Who do you think? Don't push your luck, Doctor. Or when we get to Rome, Surus will use you as shot for the catapult. Who is writing this story anyway, you or me? Hmm? Touch yes. I really, I really enjoyed working on that. I think it was a very long script. I remember we we overran quite outrageously on the recording for that. I can't really name a favourite of mine. I was very intrigued by the one with uh, David Collings in. Mm. What was that? that Full called? Fathom Five. Full Fathom Five. The only, the only reason I remember that. Is because I remember we wanted a song about it on the podcast. We were we did something along the lines of Fall Fathom Five. <laughs> yeah, that, probably about four or five years ago. But I remember us four or five saying, years ago. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> and and it starred uh, Ed Bishop, didn't it, in a it certainly supporting did, yeah. role there. And funnily enough, there here. is there is um uh in the in the UFO box set, and of course, Ed Bishop was well known for being. Ed Straker in UFO, and there's there's a title of an episode. Um, what is it? Um, uh, it's uh, Full Fathom Five is an episode. How in, funny! In the UFO, I mean, I noted that. Is it actually the? It is. Yeah. The yes, it is called Full Fathom Five as well. So there we are. So we've got Straker in Full Fathom Five and Ed Bishop in Full Fathom Five. Two completely and different productions. William Shakespeare from The Tempest, isn't it? Full Fathom Five, Thy Father Lies. That's where it comes from. There we go. Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. I just wanted to say that, apropos That was, that was another nothing. fantastic Shakespeare play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Starring Richard Basehart, <laughs> David Hedison. Voyage to the bottom of the sea. I remember being in your flat and you put that on just to show me that. Just said, I just want you to see this. <laughs> <laughs> it's really terrible, isn't it? Oh, I, lo- I love it. I love it. I love it too. But it's, it, it, I mean, those. this is an Irwin Allen series from the 1960s, folks. Uh, you know, in, in the spirit of Lost in Space and Land of the Giants and Time Tunnel, all these things, yeah just in case you were a cut adrift there uh yeah they they are they have a polish on them because they're made by movie studios as it were with the, all that talent and all the optical effects have all been done by whatever the universal optical defe- uh, defects department. 
The defence department. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. So it all looks really stylish. Defy magic you know. eye. Oh, my God. What's that over there? It's five camels floating. <laughs> um, but Erwin Allen was untroubled by complexity. It wasn't he, the producer. Of, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's nothing. I, th- I would say, you know, it's nothing sensational, is it? <laughs> no, and now I can't remember the name of the uh, really popular sci-fi writer who uh, was commissioned to write an episode of Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. He's a big Doctor Who fan. He's 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 no longer with us now. He's, I, can't, look. I can't remember his name. It, oh, it's really annoying. He was known for being very outspoken and also, by the way, appeared in a, a series of Scooby-Doo once as well. But that's, uh, but he, he used to tell an anecdote of where he launched himself across the table and attacked one of the either executive producers or script editors of Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea because he just said something really crass. Oh dear. And, it, it, and when he oh launched dear. himself across the table, he allegedly broke the model of... Um, the Sea View, which is the name of the submarine in which the one scene no, that was on the table. Really? Yeah, he broke it. I don't know. Oh, it's really annoying me. It's on the tip of my tongue. I know so many of you listening will know exactly who I mean. I've got the I've got the list of writers here. There's Max Ehrlich. But I don't Ward think he ever Hawking. actually wrote an episode. I think he was going to write an episode. But it never happened. Yeah. He also wrote at least one uh, introduction to the American versions of the Target novels. How Did about he really? that? Wow, yeah. so he really is a Doctor Who. Doctor yeah, yeah, Who he discovered Who. Doctor Who and thought, oh, I love this. Oh, God, it's just really on the tip of my tongue. Hold on. Introductions for... Charles Bennett? U- no, U.S. Versions of Doctor Who Dark. <laughs> it's never going to come up with Target novels. I would be surprised if it, did, if it didn't, because Doctor Who, Doctor Who no. wikis are so good. Mm, I'm not writing in the right thing. Oh, it's so. I just nearly had it then. It rolled around in my ah. decaying brain, but I forgot it. Keep your I'm, mind, keep your mind working, and maybe that podcast you will suddenly go bam. Bam. That was his name. Bam. Bam, Mr. Bam. Mr. Bam. Um, listen, we were talking about the Unbound um, Doctor releases. And so the, there's a collection coming out, uh, one uh, releases one to eight. And that's also out this week. Check it out at bigfinish.com. Well, it's time now for our good review guide, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. And as promised, this week we're looking at the Diary of River Song, Series 9, New Recruits. From Big Finish Productions, the Diary of River Song, New Recruit. I know what you're going to say. Really? She is highly qualified and comes with excellent references. Who recommended her? The Doctor. What harm am I doing? Trespassing and disturbing the dead. River! (gasps) Don't worry. I'll give it a friendly little zap. Digging? That's the least archaeological digging I've seen since my husband took a forklift to the ruins of Troy. Oh, nothing to worry about. Do I know you? Yes. Oh, but don't worry. It'll come back in time. I'm Dr. River Song, and I'm moving in with you, Miss Shaw. That was outside. Quickly. Well, you could just buzz off. Hold on. Oh! I won't leave me alone. Always good to find new uses for the old trowel. Oi, you can't go down there, dangerous. I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean it. It could be deadly down there. Move. It's no good. I can't shift them either. Oh, sometimes it's best to admit defeat. Well, I never do. Not underground. The location identifier on the vortex manipulator isn't accurate enough. I told you. Shoddy and slapdash. We might materialise inside the wall of the mine. It would be instant death. Come on! Big Finish. We love stories. Are you wearing pyjamas? Uh, yes. Would you rather I wasn't? Well, just go to bigfinish.com and type new recruit into the search pane and enjoy the continuing delight that is Alex Kingston playing River Song. First up, uh, we've got sci-fi pulse.net, Razor Devereaux. 
the diary of River Song Series 9 New Recruit is an abashed love letter to unabashed. unabashed it's unabashed, ladies and gentlemen. It's unabashed not, love letter it's to not the been bashed. <laughs> Uh, it's not been bashed about. Indeed, the strength of the story tells lies in removing the third Doctor until the final instalment. As a result, Liz Shaw and the Brigadier are allowed to quintessentially shine. <laughs> and get this for for a number: nine point seven out of ten. Very precise. I want to know what what are those? What 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 not point three has has been taken off for, for yeah. what reason? Yeah, let us know, Racer. Uh, WarpedFactor.com, Matthew. Matthew Cressel. See, I get so worried about saying Cressel that I mess up saying Matthew. <laughs> um, anyway, Matthew, you know the score. There's quite a big quote here, so here we go. Uh, the thing that makes New Recruit worth picking up, though, is the chemistry between its lead. Well, how can there be chemistry between one person? Anyway, uh, Kingston proved herself <laughs> as a recurring character turned sometimes lead character in her appearances in Televised Who and, of course, in her earlier Big Finish sets. Ashfield, meanwhile, had been neatly taking over her mum's role, catching much of the cadence and attitude of those 1970s performances. Put together in their four episodes, the results are in... Oh, I see. He's referring to Ashford, Daisy Ashford. And not Ashford. Yeah, well, he said Ashfi, Ashfield. Oh, and, Ashfield, yes. Michael Ashfield. <laughs> Obviously, Famous that was meant to be an S the Ashfield, at the end of the Leeds Ashfield as well. Experiment. Listen, I'm not sure whether these mistakes are yours, Matthew, or whether they're actually in the typing up of your review. Anyway, so Daisy Ashford, meanwhile, had been neatly taking over her mum's role, catching much of the cadence and attitude of those 1970s performances. Put together in these four episodes, the results are engaging and delightful, with a sense of a quick friendship and mutual respect coming out of the first episode and building throughout the entire set. Hearing them interact with Colshaw and Trelaw, which again is spelt strange tree law uh anyway uh both picking up on iconic tv characters is just the icing on the cake all of which makes it a shame that the set ends how it does with the sense that things were getting started needless to say if big finish ever want to do a song and shore set <laughs> as it were this reviewer would happily give it a listen oh i thought you were going to say this reviewer would certainly give it a try uh, until that day comes if it does enjoy the four episodes of this new recruit as it brings together two eras of Doctor Who with energy humor and pure thrills humor as the American spelling there you see humor humor now our new host for the evening it's Hugh Moore hi there it's, <laughs> it's Hugh Moore here <laughs> Thank you more. I like that. Uh, Blogtohu.com, Peter Nolan. Uh, sounds like a newsreader. Um, yeah. Good evening, welcome to the news of me, Peter Nolan. All in all, the Diary of River Song new recruit hits every target that you'd want from the concept and more. It certainly left Blogtohu wanting more from Daisy Ashford's Liz, not to be confused with Daisy Ashfield. Uh, who, uh, and who knows? It did seem fair. Liz was the only companion to never visit another time or planet on TV. Maybe when she leaves unit, she can hitch a lift with a friend with a vortex manip with a vortex manipulator and get to Cambridge a long way round. Oh. Peter Nolan, BBC News, two and a half minutes past nine. And now the weather. Indiemacuser.co.uk, our favourite Jacob Licklider. I'm only joking, you're not our favourite. Overall, come on, he's doing this on purpose. Straight away, the ovals have come out. <laughs> I'm not doing the uh, elephant no elephants version. This which week. <laughs> <laughs> the, the horse, actually. <laughs> yeah. It started as an elephant that became a horse. And an elephant's more. <laughs> I think that Isn't horse it? has thrown a shoe, Benji. Oh, God. Well, I told you not to bite trainers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Diary of River Song New Recruit is a release, it's true, which was almost perfect for late October. Almost perfect. Well, I'm looking down at the mark. It seems far short of perfect, according to your mark. mark. With, with, each, hello. with each episode essentially playing on horror tropes and phobias in odd ways. Even if the tone of the stories aren't outright horrific in nature, the performances are brilliant with Alex Kingston and Daisy Ashford. 
good spelling, being the highlights of every episode while Tim Trelaw and John Colshaw come close behind. But don't stand so close behind. Uh, highly recommended 8.25 out of 10. <laughs> I feel like there needs to be some kind of official measuring of, of how we review, you know, how things are reviewed because it's been just getting out of hand. We've had, you know, 9.7, 8.25. 8. <laughs> Next one's going to be, you know, two Smarties and a Raisin. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're, we're very grateful for the good review anyway. Yeah, we're, but, uh, we're but we only do think the, your, your uh, rating system's a bit bonkers. Yes, no, no. Mind you, we can't talk. We once reviewed everything with exclamation marks. So. <laughs> that's true. That's so true. I don't know, I don't yeah. know where we're uh, I'll get my yeah. uh, Yes. Uh, well, we are cult.rocks. Uh, Ezekiel Thorpe um, says, overall, another <laughs> overall. That's what's been time for that. Overall <laughs> alert. All these reviewers are all wearing overalls. Uh, this is an excellent set. Ken Bentley has directed an intriguing set of four stories here, and the overwhelmingly female writing team has very much benefited the release and added some sincerity to the relationship between River and Liz. Although River's goodbyes to her new friends in the final story seem somewhat rushed, Goodbye. the collection ends... <laughs> that's it. Get out the door. <laughs> Bye. Uh, the collection ends on a very unexpected cliffhanger, oh. which hints at an exciting direction for Series 10 to go in. Oh. And you definitely come a long way from this knowing that Big Finish have much, much more to do with the character of River Song. Oh, I do hope so. Yes. On Twitter, uh, at RDJackson87 said, listen to the Diary of River Song, Series 9. Hated it. No, no. New recruit today. A solid box set of stories. <laughs> they can't get in it. It's just solid. It's just, a, it's, it's just <coughs> complete. There's sake, no why content. Why have they made these, these damn packets out of titanium? It's solid plastic. That's all it is. There's no CD in it. And great use of some favourite classic characters. Uh, would love to hear what happens immediately after part four. New spoilers. Well, that's it for the reviews this week. Next time we'll be talking about the 12th Doctor Chronicles, Time Jacked. Still to come on the podcast, the return of listeners' emails. Well, it's not really returning. I've just left a link in from last week uh, anyway it's returning from last week good enough uh, yeah it's sent to podcast at bigfinish.com and we'll be going behind the scenes uh with um thunderbirds versus the hood later on it's all the thunderbirds putting on a coat and, and the hood keeps getting stuck and they keep saying <laughs> goodness sake I just just stop it stop I'm very it. much averse to this hood yeah, dear, dear. But first, let's delve behind the scenes of this week's brand new instalment of Doctor Who Unbound, Doctor of War 2, Destiny. Who am I? Hello, my name is Barnaby Kay, and I am the director for the Doctor of War series. <gasps> Great, Sir Anna. I'm sorry, my dear. Did I startle you? Uh, don't be afraid, I won't hurt you. The evil one. Well, even I would say that's overstating it a little. No, my dear, I am the master. You are not my master. Uh, we shall see. In the first uh, episode, which is uh, Who Am I, there are very recognisable voices such as the master and the warrior who appear in computerised form as Zoannan because we are back in with the Sevateam and the Tesh in what was, in fact, Louise Jameson's first ever episode when she played Leela and we in fact recreate one of the scenes the very first scene in fact of that episode my name is Louise Jameson and I play Leela warrior of the Sevateen and what is your name Leela 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 excellent would you like an acid drop it is true then they say the evil one drinks acid. You mustn't believe all they say. This episode is such a treat for me. A, it's written by my best friend. And B, it revisits the very first scene where I ever met Tom Baker at Ealing Studios. It's true then, the evil one does eat babies. It's a whole fabulous, slightly satirical take on that with the wonderfully evil 
Jeffrey Beavers giving his master. If people remember that episode, you've got all the characters like Gentech and Jabel in the Tesh, and then you've got Soleil and Andor and Thomas in the 17th village. And, uh, and it's lovely, and there's a love story, and uh, it's all very strange and, and exciting. I'm Geoffrey Beavers, and I play the master. And together, the Sevatesh and I will defeat the Daleks. I enjoy those kind of internal monologues. It reminds me of the, of the moments in detective stories where the criminal is finally cornered, and in spite of the fact that uh, he's uh, about to be taken away, he seems to have space to give uh, a whole interior monologue about how exactly he, he did the wicked deed. <laughs> and, and Poirot just sort of stops and listens, cause <laughs> because we need to know just how it was all done. And, and while he's doing his wickedness, uh, the master is, uh, is chattering away. It's, it's great fun, great fun to do. And take us back to recording that story way back in 76. That was such a frightening day because we hadn't even had any rehearsal when we recorded that because they did a mixture. Back in the day, they did a mixture of film and video. You could tell the jump between the two when you watch them. So we were filming at Ealing Studios and I, uh, were I was wearing red contact lenses to make my eyes brown. Red on blue makes brown, which I couldn't see through brilliantly. They kind of took colour out of my skate. I was being pursued by invisible monsters. Again, we didn't have any computer generating images. So they put a whole load of very, very fine tripwire on the bottom of the trees that they would pull in order to make it look as if there was an invisible monster running through them. But I had to avoid them as well, which wasn't brilliant. My very first shot was running up this hill and then crashing to the floor and being presented with Tom's feet. Then there's a shot going all the way up that, you know, amazing coat and scarf and face sitting on top of it all. It's really clear in my mind, terribly worried about showing that costume to an entire crew, not many women about in those days either, keeping my dressing gown on for as long as possible so that it wasn't revealed. So the whole thing was quite nerve-wracking, I must say. Time now. Just go to bigfinish.com. Oh, you fool, you old fool. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Doctor of War to bag yourself some great alternative timeline Doctor Who action. Nick, it's your go. All right. Uh, time now for listeners' emails. Right, well, it doesn't need to be your go to send an email. In fact, no. it could be anybody's go. There's no yeah. there's no order. Just send them in. Send them to podcastbigfinish.com. Get them in, and we may read them out. Well, this one, first up, of course, is from Nissa McKinnon. Uh, subject of this one is a challenge. Well, we like a challenge here. Uh, Kia Aura, for all of you uh, who make yarns I love. Uh, I hope you're all in the peak of well-being. I don't want to be in the peak of well-being. I, want to, I, I don't want to... <laughs> Because that means then tomorrow... It's only it's, downhill. It's only downhill, <laughs> yes. No, you never want to be there. Uh, here are my cheers for reading my email a while back. Mr Briggs, I apologise concerning your unnameable helper because her name has a forbidden symbol. You <laughs> must read my communique and wonder what mess you have landed her in. If I could, I would increase her wage by an amazing sum for dealing with my silliness. She really is someone who is ace. Um, money. Um, I had a silly idea when you informed everyone of the Yar drama, young adult drama, uh. misnamed by me, Chrono Slip, or Chrono Slip, depending on how you say the word Chrono Chrono. Uh, I giggled, reckoning a piece of underwear which allowed a wearer Chrono Journeys whilst keeping your dress looking good. Well, you know, we've all got to have our dresses looking good. I don't understand the bit about my unnameable helper and... and has a name has a forbidden symbol do you get that well nick you'll never know, we'll never know. 
Next up, Daniel Hughes, BBC News. Uh, first and second doctors. Hi there, Nick and Benji. I trust you're both well. Just a quick query with the first and second doctors now having their own respective ranges. I was just wondering what the future holds for the early adventures range. Kind regards, Daniel. Uh, the early adventures range has indeed been rested, Daniel, with the first and second doctor ranges taking over uh, but for those of you worrying about how you're going to get to hear your favorite older doctor who companion actor voices rest assured we have plans exciting plans and finally we got one here from thomas deja um hello gentlemen uh, i have been very pleased with how you have found such great voice actors for characters portrayed by actors who have passed on i particularly am enamored of Tim Trelaw's Third Doctor, Daisy Ashford's Liz, who was a favourite companion of mine, and Michael Troughton's Second Doctor. It does make me wonder, considering your excellent track record, if you have thought about finding a voice actor to portray Roger Delgado's positively iconic version of The Master. I would be thrilled to hear Trelaw's three face-off with The Master that started it all. Especially, you managed to also include Guy Adams' excellent creation of the Master's protégé mother from the Transcendence of Ephros. Interesting. Well, uh, let me just say this, Thomas. Uh, There are ruminations Mm. on that subject. And, um, yes. Yeah, I'm evolving some plans that I think you may like. Anyway, that's it for the emails this week. More next time, sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. While the randomoid's electron is gearing itself up in the background, can you feel the contraconfibulations or whatever they are? Can you feel them? I can feel them in my trousers. Uh, what? Getting ready to, oh, sorry, uh, to, to offer a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. But before that, it's time. Sorry, I didn't mean to speak over you, Benji. No, that's it's fine. It's fine. Are you sure? Sorry. Yes, yes. And, uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, but before As that... I was saying... Um... <laughs> it's time for also available. And this week, Thunderbirds versus the Hood. Brains is dead! What? What? Let's hear from the cast. Hi, I'm Justin T. Lee, and uh, I played Scott, John, Kirano, the Hood... And uh, um, Brains is Dead. Hello there, John Coleshaw playing Jeff Tracy and Parker. And the guy from the store at the beginning who's not in for very long. Hi, I'm Joe Jameson and I play Gordon and Alan Tracy and Henchman too. Hello, this is Genevieve Gorn. I play Lady Penelope. Grandma Tracy. And uh, a Miss Wilshaw who is in New York. So we kind of mean like a Brooklyn kind of secretary type. Oh, hi, I'm Wayne Forrester. I play uh, Virgil Tracy, uh, 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 Brains, uh, and uh, Henchman in Thunderbirds, Brains is Dead. So you've all just recorded Brains is Dead, a fairly uh, intense and dramatic episode of Thunderbirds there. Uh, how did you all find that? Quite emotional at times. One of those stories with th- that lovely plot point where you think, how on earth is this going to resolve? Brains is Dead and... It was quite, you know, hearing the family give him their send-off and, you know, pausing and just... Yeah, it was quite a... quite an emotive situation that we don't usually hear them in to that degree. I think it's a really explosive, exciting episode and you really feel the sense of peril that they're all in, that they have to save Tracy Island and and get brains back out of the the clutches of the hood and um, you really feel like they're on the brink of, you know, total destruction, so it's a very exciting episode for us to do. Stuff blows up. Stuff blows up real good. Yeah, there's so much fighting in this episode, isn't there? There was a lot of, um, there were several bits where we were fighting with ourselves, which was a bit mad, a bit of a head spinner. (laughs) That's right, a bit of an alarming title for me with Brains is Dead, I thought. (laughs) That's the way. But yeah, the, uh, (laughs) the action sequences in this are really quite intricate. And there's a, as Genevieve said, there's a real direct, thr- a direct sort of head-on attack at International Rescue, which yeah, I think, don't think we've seen anything quite like that in other episodes. Their world is figuratively and literally being rocked. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just shows the, uh, the greatness of audio, because uh, creating, for instance, a great pulverizing sunbeam 
or soaring the top off a mountain. Quite challenging to do that visually, but on audio, we just go for it. <laughs> the really funny, funny thing is that um, watching Joe do Gordon and Wayne do brains from where I am in the recording studio, when Gordon takes a hit, he kind of goes like, ugh, concave, and I see brains, I see Wayne kind of going, <laughs> Punch, but like you know, three meters apart, but like doing it totally in sync with a little pause in between, tiny pause. I was really, yeah, it was really, really, it was really cool. Yeah, just remembering the movement and putting a bit of ah, 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 and all, working all of this sort of it makes you move as well. We all looked like a very uncoordinated Zumba class, whilst <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it feeds into the pace, I think, it? very jolly whilst you're recording it. Yeah, it is really fun. I find it very liberating. Um, mm. And, uh, yes. Well, it was interesting making lots of martial arts noises as Penelope. There's <laughs> <laughs> quite a lot of choreography in it, isn't there? It's surprising. You, yeah. you, people don't think there is with audio dramas, but actually, actually there's quite a lot. Mm. You have to remember where you are physically in the scene, or, you know, you may be walking, or you may be running, or you may be climbing up a cliff, you know, you have to kind of bear that in mind. And it affects your, your performance when you do that. So any favourite moments in particular from this story? My favourite <laughs> my favorite line in this episode is Lady Penelope's line to, to Parker. And Parker's... <laughs> Virgil has been injured and Parker, <laughs> Parker is basically telling Virgil to just calm down, sit down and rest. <laughs> and, and Lady Penelope says that... You, your bedside manner is something to be desired, Parker, which I think was quite, really quite funny. <laughs> yeah, that was a charming moment. I think we see Parker at his most raw. Maybe we get a flavour of his old erstwhile uh, criminal days, where he says, right, you lot, stick your mitts up and no funny business. <laughs> and yeah, Now you've got to rest up and, in other words, button it. <laughs> <laughs> It's as if he's a guest in the Sweeney. I'm glad about that because that's not in the original comic. That's something I I put in. So thank you. Oh, there you go. Oh, well well done. Done. Can we give a shout out to you? Are we allowed to do that? Oh, take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we we obviously have to give a shout out to um, Chris Dale who adapted this from the, the comic strip. And all these are adapted from comic strips. And Chris added his own flair in places and his knowledge of the uh, Thunderbirds universe to kind of elevate and um, and add some dimension to the story, even more dimension to the story. So um, we were excited about Yeah, it sounded great yeah, job. Doing that. Yeah. yeah, we feel in safe hands. We feel well marshaled and we're not going to veer off course. We have a good mentor amongst us. That's very kind. Thank you all. Um, can I also do a shout out to Sam Clements, our director, who I feel like we, I don't know if we've mentioned him either yet, but um, just to, to make sure, as Wayne was, Wayne was saying, about making sure that we keep track of where we are, what's going on, uh, our performance, energy, all those things, like, you know, Sam's really on that. So uh, we're really excited to have him directing us. Oh, he's absolutely brilliant. I don't want to make him blush, but we couldn't have a better director. He's absolutely brilliant, and it's such a fun environment. Um, and I think we just feel really, really lucky to be yes. Yeah. to be directed by Sam. Yes, thank you, Sam. We, we, Thanks, we really Sam. admire the way your Please, mind works Sam. in that way, keeping everything on track Absolutely. and perfect. Plus, Anything Can Happen, an exciting compilation of Jerry Anderson annual stories from way back in the 1960s. Here's a little reminder. Aquacade Emergency. With a shuddering crash, the terrorfish hit the bottom. In the second before he lost consciousness, Troy saw the whole tail section of the aquafibian craft come away from the main body. And then the blinding flash of an explosion tore his hands from the rudder and rolled him backwards and over into numbing oblivion. Thunderbirds are gone. Thunderbirds. Aquaphobia. Engine screaming, he fought his way up and out of the trench. The ocean bed cracked and heaved, as if some primeval force was tearing and clawing away to freedom. Captain Scarlet and the Mysterons, Mirror of Vengeance. The whole of the cockpit rocketed vertically as the computer fired the ejector. 
Up, up, up she soared. Below her, Angel One exploded in a vast orange flame. Joe 90. The Cracksman. With Joe in the lead, the prisoners moved towards the main gate. It was just then that the guards arrived. Like black avenging angels, they dropped from the darkness of the prison walls upon the unsuspecting prisoners below. Uh, just go to bigfinish.com and head to the Anderson. <laughs> Sorry, I just just for some reason remembered um, like years ago in the podcast, somebody wrote in when Jamie was on the podcast and it, and it had Gerald Anderson or something along those lines. <laughs> yes. And I just remember thinking of all of the podcast guests to have on live, it would yeah. be his son. Oh, I think it's, so, it might have been Jeremy Anderson. Yeah, that was it. Jeremy Anderson, that was it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, it had... And if you go to bigfinish.com and head to the Anderson Entertainment Special Releases range, you'll find anything can happen right there. Just type in Thunderbirds into the search pane to find Brains is Dead and The Vanishing Ray on the Thunderbirds vs. The Hood release. Don't forget, we'll be dramatizing you with the first 15 oh. minutes of Doctor of War Destiny very soon now. But first... It's the Random Boys Selectatron offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. It's 1.2 The Doctor's Tale, and it is actually The Early Adventures. Oh, that's interesting, since someone mentioned The Early Adventures. Mm, magic. It is magic. The do- Let me have a look magic. at this. The Doctor's Tale. Is this Got about the-, the fact that he grew a tail? <laughs> yes, it oh, is. He becomes dear. a donkey. It's Mark uh, Blatt uh, with uh, uh, William Russell and Maureen O'Brien starring. Uh, beautiful work. Here's the trailer. The Doctor is a wise man, a philosopher. His companions are honourable. If they prove false, they will answer to the sword. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Early Adventures. The Doctor's Tale. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Quite so, Barbara. We are pilgrims, sir. My friends, you are most welcome to stay. They've been burning houses. They will cry havoc on all England. I demand you release my husband, the true king. The queen? Is she really the queen? Sir Ian of Jaffa, at your service, sir. Ah, truth and knowledge are the enemies, hmm? The old man, has he gone wandering after his wits? No! He'll fetch Arundel down on us! Barbara, I have to stop him! Must the doctor die? And his friends? Your grace, this is my time. A time of chaos and misrule. Big Finish. We love stories. It's a nice bit of history, this one. Proper, proper, proper history going on here. Yeah, and Toby Hritzek Robinson providing the music and sound design there. Always a classy job. He has a particular affinity for, I think, First Doctor Adventures. Mm. And uh, when was this released? Back in 2014. Good old William Russell and Maureen O'Brien, one of my favourite, favourite human beings. Delightful. Right, I will um, send an email to Jackie Emery at Big Finish if I can just find the right window. And uh, there it is. No. That's uh, send off the messenger dove. <laughs> That's right, to send Off the mess- go. messenger dove to her. So she puts the right release in the um, randomized electron offer. In the meantime, Benji, would you explain uh, the uh, how people get their discount uh, in as friendly a voice as possible? Well, that's just my voice, isn't it, Nick? I like to think I'm very friendly. 
Come in, sit down. The problem is, if you try that to be just sounds, that sounds friendly, really you creepy. sound sinister, don't you? Know? Come in, sit, sit down. down. Right, I've sent the email. Get on with it. Oh, <laughs> all right, sorry, sorry. Well, just go to bigfinish.com. When you're there, head to podcasts. When you're... Uh, just sound creepy. When I'm on the <laughs> podcast page, go down to read more. Read more. Once you're there, <laughs> click here and enter the code BUCKUP. I'm scared. That's B-U-C-K-U-P. No spaces, no complications, nothing of the sort. Just enter it in and you'll get your discount. Lovely discount. Blimey, that is scary, isn't it? Being nice is scary. That's it official. It is, it is. Yeah. I mean, that was probably overly nice, but, mm. you know, what can we and do? And overly scary. Uh, Rad, yes. amazing work. Uh, next week's podcast will feature the long-awaited return of the... And I can... I, I will be able to say this, I, I assure you. The return of the 11th Doctor Chronicles, produced and script-edited brilliantly by Arfie Shaw, with Jacob Dudman delivering his beautiful 11th Doctor performance in a last victory lap of box sets. Before he leaves the role forever. And no, that doesn't mean that Matt Smith has signed with us. He hasn't. We've asked. Of course we have. Well, it seems he's not ready to come on board yet, but I'm ever hopeful. He told me several times when we worked together that he'd do it one day. But things change. People change their minds. Fingers crossed, though. Anyway. Uh, get on board now with Jacob Dudman's great work before he vanishes from our ears forever. And I, for one, will miss him greatly. Still, quite a few stories to go yet. At least 11. Uh, or maybe more. 12, actually. Over four box sets. That's what it is. <laughs> well, thanks all for listening. Don't forget to send your emails to podcast at bigfinish.com. And, well, that's it. Except to say... Oh, remember, we do all this... <clears throat> For the love of stories. And now let's join the Doctor of War for Who Am I? by Nigel Fares. Manic! It's secondary because our controls are dead, so we completely lost navigation. Lord, I told you to switch to manual. I tried to, but the computer overrode my command. Computer, switch to manual control immediately. Unable to comply with your request. It wasn't a request, it was an order. Unable to comply with your request. Computer, power down. Try manual now. I'm still not responding, so... Jettison the fuel pods. Captain, do you want us to split this planet in two when we crash? So the computer's still online. Who is this computer you speak of? Captain!
catch things stealing up. <sighs> That's better. Huh. Now, the sooner I get you fixed and back home, the better. Wait, wait, wait who you are? Ugh. that? I heard nothing. Leela! Shush, shush, shush. Have we lost the beast? Father will be angry. Stay here, sister. <clears throat> oh, the waste of a good arrow. You were foolish to wander so far from your cave during the season of water, Bentface. It was only a Mutan cub. We must get... Targa? Sister, where are you? Gentech. Captain. You were a favoured child of the Holy Syad. Yes, Captain. He imparted much wisdom to me before he embarked upon the voyage of enlightenment. This is the gift of the favoured child of the Tesh. I too was a favoured child. Yes, Captain. Maybe one day you shall also become captain as I have done. That would be a great honor. Now that the Syed has returned to us once more, I shall talk to him of such matters. Thank you, Captain. You are aware of the purpose, Gentech. Of course, Captain. The Tesh serves Oanon and tend the holy places. We guard the tower against the savages. We deny the flesh so that our minds may find communion with Zoanon. That is right. And yet for the Tesh to continue to serve Zoanon, one generation must follow another. For this purpose, as every season passes, Zoanon allows us to select two of our number to be pair-bonded, as sanctioned by the Holy Syed of Level 4. Yes, Captain. You have been chosen to pair-bond with Parama, a provider from Level 2. Do you understand? I... Is there something that concerns you, Gentech? No, Captain. It's just that... No, Captain. You have doubts about the Syad's choice? I do not question his choice, Captain. I was under the impression that the Syad had chosen Laban to be Parama's pair bonder. Your impression was correct. Laban was chosen, but has been killed by savages on a Priority 5 mission to repair a sonic disruptor in the jungle. Laban is dead? Yes, Gentech. And I am to take his place? Yes, Gentech. You're certain of this? It is the will of the Holy Syad, and as such, the will of Zoanon. I see. You will also complete Laban's Priority 5 mission. Go into the jungle, you mean? Yes, Gentech. But I... The pair bonding ceremony between you and Provider Paramel will take place in one sun cycle. May Zoanon be praised. May Zoanon be praised. You will also complete Laban's Priority 5 mission. Go into the jungle, you mean? Yes, Gentech. But I... The pair bonding ceremony between you and Provider Paramel will take place in one sun cycle. May Zoanon be praised. May Zoanon be praised. Father, my sister was killed by a wild beast. She was not spirited away by the evil one, nor was it the will of Zoanon. Do not blaspheme, daughter. It is not blasphemy to speak the truth. You found no body. You have no proof. I heard a mighty beast cry out in the jungle, a larger beast than we were hunting, larger even than Zoanon's so-called phantoms. You heard no such thing, daughter. Why do you doubt everything that I say, father? Is it because I raised my voice against Nevers because I dared to suggest that the next season of Dry Sticks should not be our last? Be quiet, girl. Must I lose another daughter so soon? You are not losing me. I shall if you continue to doubt the word of Zoanon. So I am right. You would rather I was silent. 
If you wanted me to cower in the shadows and not speak out against injustice when I see it, why did you give me the name of our greatest warrior? That was your mother's idea. <laughs> Do you think she would have been content for me to stay silent? Do you think she would have been content for me to wash clothes and cook your meat when there are battles to be fought? Someone has to cook the meat now that Targa is dead. Not me, father. Enough, girl. Oh, is that the will of Zoannan as well? Ugh! Leela! Hello? That's better. What is that you're holding? It is a Janus thorn. A Janus thorn? Yeah. That sounds unpleasant. You are not a Tesh. Oh, I'm not, am I? No. The Tesh have two heads, one inside the other. That is... it is... An environmental protective suit. It does its job, but unfortunately it's not the most comfortable thing to wear. Was it the protective suit that cast me aside? Prevented me stabbing you? No. That was me. You did it. Then you are a shaman. Who do you serve, Zoannon or the evil one? You've heard of Zoannon. Everyone has heard of Zoannon. Who's the evil one? He leads the tribe of Tesh and prevents the Seventeen from finding paradise. <laughs> I'm afraid he doesn't. How do you know? Because I am a Tesh, and our leader is called Captain Jabel. You are a Tesh, then Neva did lie to the tribe. Who's Neva? He is our shaman. And he's the one who told you we had two heads. And skin that is loose and shiny. But I suppose you might call the protective suit loose and shiny if you've never seen one before. The Seventeen will easily destroy you. Providing we don't use our psychic powers, of course. That's even supposing that we've let you through the protective barrier in the first place. Leela! Who's that? Thomas, another member of my tribe. He will kill you if he sees you. Even your sidekick powers could not protect you from a crossbow. I'm sure they... You must leave. Leela, where are you? I don't even know your name. Oh, do you not hear him? I am Leela. Now go. I am Gentek. Will I see you again, Leela? Go! Leela, you must come at once. Andor has called a meeting of the tribe. Oh. And we are all to jump to his call like children. If you do not wish to take the test of the Horder, yes, Leela. Oh, all right. I shall come. But only to save you from the Horder. To save me? Knowing that you would take the test in my place, Thomas. <laughs> In what way have I failed you, Master? There is insurrection in both the tribe of the Sevedim and in the tribe of the Tesh. And it is your fault, Jabel. M my fault, Master? You facilitated the insurrection, uh, did you not? Uh, I... Six weeks ago. I, I do not understand. Behold the result of your facilitation, Jabel. A savage climbing Mount Kremnon. Towards the holy idol. She dares to walk where no mortal is permitted. She dares to gaze freely upon our face. Without censure. Without fear. She dares. But who is she? Leela. 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 
and that is Gentech. In here. I cannot. It is forbidden to touch the face of the evil one. Nonsense, Leela. It is a statue, that's all. Our god, Zoanan, carved it out of fire and rock. No, he didn't. Though if you'd rather stand out there in the rain... Oh, very well. But if I'm struck down by the evil one, you are to blame for my death and I shall hunt you down in the afterlife. I shall look forward to that. You see? That didn't hurt, did it? I'm not a child, Gentech. I know you're not. Then do not treat me as one. I'm sorry. My mother dared to show me the face of the evil one before I reached the age of unveiling. And she was struck down by a wild beast a week later. Our shaman told us that her action had angered Zoanan and that I too was cursed. And you believed him? My father did. But you didn't. I think she was struck down by a beast, as was my sister. My sweet savage. Your hair's wet. Let me... Oh! Do not call me a savage, Tesh. <laughs> my darling Leela. Must we do this every time we meet? My back is in agony. Do not call me a savage, Tesh. <laughs> My darling Lena, must we do this every time we meet? My back is in agony. I am quicker than you now, am I not? Yes. I have learned how to outwit your sidekick powers. Yes, Lena. Then I am no sweet savage.